1: Do you have nightmares that Bigfoot will steal your apples? That Loch Ness monsters will raid your camp? That Flat Earthers will change the social studies curriculum? Then it's time to strap on your proton pack and become a Mythbuster. Anytime a mythical creature or conspiracy theory comes at you, just zap them into oblivion. And for $50 more, you can upgrade to the feline model to get rid of those pesky house destroyers.
2: Hey, hey, everybody, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man who's ever played patty cake with a beaver's tail and won, and the beaver granted a safe passage (laughs) across his dam. Carl Mandrioli Uh, in the flesh. That was a
1: good one. I like that one. You like that one? I do. I do. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who thinks Mythbusters sleep in debunk beds. Oh, wow. That was punny. That was punny. Yeah,
2: yeah. Really punny. We got some myths today,
1: my friend, and we are busting them out of this world. Just just blowing them to smithereens. Indeed. Indeed. Boom. So I've got a whole list of them, actually. Good for you. Yeah. I think these, at least the ones on my list, a lot of them are begging for a reaction begging for a strong reaction
2: from me well from you okay. from anybody right. out
1: there people okay. that disagree people that just are disagreeable
2: Ooh, yeah there's always a few of those yeah yep yep okay for sure all right so what about you? Do, you do you have a good list i think so i got a few i got like three or four here uh, i'm excited okay. to dive into these
1: well, the title is, we bust so many myths, it's going to make your head spin. You, you feel like three or four is going to cut it
2: then? Well, you know, when we talk about the episode and we're like, let's do like three, two to three, and then I come up with four mm-hmm. and it's still not enough for you. I mean, then, then I'm like, well, what? <laughs> My head's spinning from that. So I'm dizzy already.
1: Yeah. You no, know, you're right. We typically come up with like a list of, you know, three. Three issues are kind of a common thing. But when we say we have so many, uh-huh. it's going to make your head spin. Does that
2: not imply more? Oh. Uh-huh. Or that they're this, that good and we busted them that hard. Whoa. I mean. Fair. I how Fair hard point. did we Fair bust point.
1: it? I don't know. We're going to find out. So, 1 Timothy 4, seven have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Hmm. Hmm. Derek, how do you determine fact from fiction? Ooh, I do the- Generally speaking. Well,
2: do the opposite of what you say in general. Do the opposite of what or I say. Or believe the opposite of what you say. Okay. Give me an example. You know, um, (laughs) you are a great hiker, and then I believe the opposite. I you can hike twenty miles a day. That's not true. Things like that. So yeah, it's pretty black and white.
1: So I I just go up to you and I say, hey, Derek, just FYI, I'm a great hiker. Believe the opposite. Opposite. But you you feel like that that's a conversation we've had. For years.
2: I feel like it's years. Okay. Just ongoing. <laughs>
1: your characterization of me, I feel like, is so obvious sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
2: Um, You know, I mean, I don't know. How, how are you determining right from wrong? Well, Or, uh, you know, Carl, what's your uh, <laughs> true untrue? Uh, the <laughs> Holy Spirit
1: Fact helps myth. in that regard. Fact from fiction, for sure, is, yeah, is, is doing... Discernment. Research tempered with experience, tempered with other people's research, tempered with other people's experience, for sure. If we're talking about, like, background so stuff. You're pretty tempered, is what so. you're saying. A lot of you're tempering. Like, you like a, a piece of, tempering. of glass. Not tampering, you're, though. You like
2: a about. big, strong piece of glass? <laughs> you
1: know, because there's a lot of conflicting experiences out there. In fact, one of the ones I have on my list, mm. there's a piece of gear, in fact, where uh, we know people, we've had people on our show where one person who's a very experienced backpacker says, this is an excellent piece of gear. I always use this. And another person, also very experienced, says, this is a piece of junk. So mm-hmm. right. you got to temper it. got to do some tempering. you got to temper it.
2: What's good for you, your your personality? What what do you need to help you have an enjoyable experience you know? on the trail, or are you just
1: reflect? Are you summing up?
2: Oh well, or, well I mean in life for you, I mean, but mainly on the trail. I'm talking trail, but you, if you're talking life, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, any kind of shoulder support is going to help you out. Shoulder so. support, okay,
1: okay, yeah. Well, so we we'll, yeah. so we we'll get to those here in a moment, and then we've also got we kind of called out some folks about the the whole, you know, we want to do a, an episode where we address people's overpacking and uh so we got a pack weigh-in update yes okay so we had some interesting responses i'll just say that i haven't shared that with you yet derek but i'll we'll get to that later on the episode too yeah some unexpected responses unexpected unexpected yeah all right all right so that's coming up right after this
2: all right let's dive into the list i want you to go first because i'm sure yours are you know I, I know you spent a lot of time on these and you told me you prayed about each one so what what's the first myth you want to bust
1: you want me to go first because your list is not as long that's totally totally fine
2: so mine's not as long I have I have like four okay like yeah four. not as long as mine I got more it's not a
1: competition <laughs> it's not but it's fine. but I got more but I got I more got, no I just have way more I just have way more <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you see guys what i'm dealing with
2: every day this is what i know like, hey derek just every come day. up with like just come up with like two or three minutes and we'll, right. we'll bust them and then he'll be on the pockets of i got like 10 <laughs> you don't have 10 wow guess you're not prepared uh, this is, that
1: voice impersonation even better than the last one. you time. like that yeah that yeah, was whip them spot all. on again there's a
2: lot of interpretations.
1: Wow. I'm going to start off with the ones that I feel like are are kind of mellower and then get more controversial as we go here. So first myth is that uh, the catadyme b Free is going to last a 1,000 liters mm. before needing to be replaced.
2: Ah. What do you think about that? Well, we've talked about the pinhole leaks. Um, I have not used mine yet. I'm looking forward to using mine. Well, I'm talking so, about the filter itself, not the
1: bag. The bag, yeah, we have talked about oh, that. Oh, the
2: filter itself. Um, right. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I know they do sell the filters separately if you wanted to like, have an extra one you know, I suppose they don't mm-hmm. they don't sell the bag separately, but so you're not buying the whole thousand gallons of water. Thousand liters, yeah. Doing. I'm not <laughs> liters, gallons. Yeah.
1: I'm not buying that and it's not just the beef free. I'm not buying that really with any filter. I think that by the time you're getting to that you're getting like down to not even a trickle, but like little drops at a time. So right. technically you could say, Yeah, there's still water going through that. I can filter a liter in an hour. Awesome. Right. Not super helpful. Uh so yeah, I I think these things with these things are handy. They're good early on you know, they're they're convenient. I would replace them frequently. They can get expensive if you replace them frequently, but if if you like the handy nature of them, then maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth that investment. I don't know. But in terms of like them or others lasting the full duration, some of them are saying they last like a hundred thousand liters. Not mm. going to happen. No. Okay. Not no. gonna happen. They slow down way fast. They slow down even before a hundred liters. Not even ten percent of the way there. Right. They're just they almost get to the point of being unusable. So right. Not buying it. Myth.
2: I'll be curious. I'll be curious because it does filter so fast. What mm-hmm. it will look like toward that, you know, later date. Like, will it be like a normal filter? I hate that. Sounds weird to say that. But like, like a pump filter is like more of a struggle. It's slower. Oh. Like, how slow right. will it Will it like the slow version of that B-free filter be doable? I don't know. I just feel like it would be drop, drop at a time
1: and maybe you're gonna be squeezing the bag so hard you're just gonna be maybe your arms are gonna be on fire Uh, you're not gonna like
2: it i don't know about that but i I think that the other filters yeah but this one is so fast maybe it's junky version is like normal fast i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic i don't know i could be totally wrong okay so so you're you're questioning that this is a myth Uh, i'm questioning the interpretation of this myth compared to other filters i think yeah so if you've used the be free Mm
1: -hmm. fellow adventurers and you've used it for more than 500 liters which would be a lot of trips out there maybe even a through hike and it's still going at a decent rate maybe not the initial rate please let us know
2: otherwise we're just gonna assume that you had to to junk it we may assume you junk it and we're not talking about the bag and the pinhole leaks that's a whole separate issue right right the filter how flowy is it still going yeah what you got, what you got? mine I'm I want a little different direction i'm I'm talking about we talked about preparing for the trips a lot, being in shape, and I think uh, I think a common myth is that, hey, if I go to the gym and I'm lifting weights, it's gonna prepare me for a mm. hiking trip, a backpacking trip. I'll be ready to go, okay, I've been pumping iron, yeah, I'm buff, but right. I think that myth is huge because um as we talked about, once you get on the trail, it's about, you know, getting your body in tune with walking long distances with this is why you go to the store with your weighted backpack, and right. it's a different type of workout. It's a, this is why one of our sponsors, Rowan, is is trains people's bodies to to handle a lot of different types of of wear and tear because just lifting weights and buffing out is not going to make you successful on the trail at all.
1: Now, there can be people that are going to be successful on a trail with, like, a typical gym workout because they're natural athletes, and they're going to be True. successful either way. But if you're right. not that, you know, blessed with those genes and you're just simply using the gym itself, yeah, you're going to want to actually
2: go outside, Right. Yeah, practice walking with a backpack on. Get because you're using different muscles, yeah. right? I mean, you're you're putting weight on different areas that you're not probably used to. Now, so.
1: some would say that if you put a backpack on and then you go do like the stairmaster or the stair climber, that that mm. is close. That's pretty good. Would you agree with that?
2: I think if you're going to the gym, I think that's and you can't get out there and hike around and practice. That's probably the closest thing. Okay,
1: here's the one right. I'll say that yeah, you're probably gonna definitely strengthen. You're probably gonna be a very strong climber, especially if you're doing that a lot. The one concern yeah. that I have is. You can't go downhill on those things. That's true. I mean, that's you can, true. but you're not supposed to get in trouble, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't know. I know that you're, you're you're building your cardio, and when you're hiking uphill, you think like that's the hard part is going uphill. You're tired. You're using your muscles and using your cardio. But right. if you're not training going downhill, that that's what really burns up your legs, your quads especially. And so mm. that's the risk of just doing the stairmaster.
2: Yeah, I mean so, that's
1: that was actually on my list too, by the way. Oh well. Good for you. Now mine's not as robust. No, it's well not. Um,
2: so yeah, get out there, walk around, break in your shoes for more than two days. Yeah, unlike what I did, and uh,
1: wear your backpack to the grocery store,
2: right? Eh, you know, you, you can wear it to the gym. Go on the treadmill. Okay.
1: Whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. Way. so don't go to the gym, but wear your backpack to the gym. Nice, good advice.
2: Don't go to. The, I didn't say don't go to the gym. <laughs> I said don't assume that that's all you need to do. Okay,
1: fair enough. Fair.
2: Enough. Uh, what do you got? What's next?
1: Okay, so this is like a thought process that's out there. I think a lot of new. Newbie backpackers, newbie hikers, people that are just kind of dabbling have this belief, okay? Mm, mm. Probably not an issue with experienced folk, but there's kind of a belief out there that most real backpackers are through hikers.
2: Mm. What would you say to that? I'd say nay. I'd say nay to that. Yeah. Uh, I think, th- what what is backpacking? Backpacking is, is different for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. some people love to do the long trail and go as far as possible, and that's great for them, but i think there's no shame or or whatever going out for a three four day trip i think a lot of it sometimes depends on on what does your schedule allow you know i mean like Mm. if i'm single ready to mingle i got no kids and i got a flexible job well then yeah maybe i'm gonna go do a long trail but right we don't all have that luxury that doesn't mean you're not a backpacker
1: yeah when you say there's no shame in going out for a three-day trip yeah i mean look at derek derek's a prime time example he'll go out for a three-day trip and do six miles total (laughs) he's got no shame he's got no shame (laughs)
2: boom yeah and no derek still it's a backpackers so that's there not you go. true but um yeah exactly i mean none of that is true <laughs> but uh you know you live in your own world yes. and we're just a part of it
1: so i don't know what the percentage is but the overwhelming majority of backpackers are not through hikers by by definition of doing like you know hundreds of miles going point to point there's definitely a lot of folks that do that mm-hmm. but if you compare that to the you know to the full population of backpackers it's just a very small percentage and like derek said Who's got time for that? It's the people like, you know, they're single. It's the empty nesters. It's the people that, yeah, that have jobs that accommodate that. Right. They've got a structure that, that we don't have and right. that a lot of people don't have that let's, if I'm honest, I'm a little jealous of right? <laughs> part. Yeah. Partially <laughs>
2: must be nice yeah. to have that much free time.
1: Yeah. But for the, if you are a thru hiker, that's awesome. I've definitely, I've done a thru hike and I miss it and I want to do more and I'm planning to in the future. I can't do the really long ones like the Pacific Pacific Crest Trail. Right. Uh, what's your next one?
2: Okay. This is kind of, uh, in your same vein, more for maybe the newbie, not maybe for the experienced backpacker, but if you're getting started into backpacking, I knew when I started traveling and maybe, maybe even thinking about hiking in outdoors, I thought it was like I was scared I was scared I had a lot of fear of the unknown so I think a lot of people might think it's unsafe so there's this myth like backpacking can be very unsafe and it's dangerous if you know you're out there in the wilderness you don't have reception and all this other stuff and uh, it might maybe prevent you but I think nowadays there's so many more technological advances to keep you safe on the trail like if you don't want we talked about this before like I don't want to read a map, old school. I want something more, you know, legit and techy, like a PLB or something like that, sat phone. There's just, there's a lot to, there's a lot of tools now that you can have. Like back in the day, you didn't have the ability to go on the internet and look at pictures of the trail that you were gonna go on and like, uh, you know, how many people uh, are gonna go to this trail a year? Like how many, like there's so many stats on areas. There's so many pictures of everything now. There's so many like reviews on forums. TripAdvisor where you can like get really good information about an area before you even set foot in there. So what's the myth that? The myth is like that for newbies like backpacking is unsafe and I know I believe oh. that.
1: So you feel like the wilderness is safe.
2: Well, I think that there's a natural danger element like even if you're driving your car I think there's a natural element of of risk if you're going anywhere out in the wild. Okay. But is it far less dangerous now than it was? I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, I'd say yeah. I mean, I think that there's just a lot more information.
1: Like the, like the mountain lines are nicer. Not
2: so much that. I'm talking like the mental preparation of like, hey, I'm going to go on a trip, but I don't even want to go because I there's so many unknown mm. things. I don't know what it's like out there. I don't know what this trail is. I don't know if there's bears out here. I don't know what... But now right. it's like, you know, you can get stats on parks. You can get reviews on people. Like, I've never even seen a bear here. I, I just take this PLB right. with me, and it was fun.
1: Did I tell that story about... They opened a new trail system a little south of us, and so they had these volunteer, oh, kind of fake rangers. Fake <laughs> rangers. <laughs> kind of fake rangers. They were volunteers, and they were super nice. And so all these people were showing up from everywhere, new trail, woohoo. And they, you had some people that just weren't experienced on the trail, and it was like a super well-groomed trail, super crowded because mm, it was new. Geez. And somebody came up to the, one of the volunteers and said, hey, is there are there wild animals out here?
2: <laughs> and so of course there's wild animals, but you're
1: not going to, well, you might see what, like a squirrel or. They're talking
2: about the dangerous ones though.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. so the guy's like, oh yeah, there's bears out here. There's mountain lions out here. Yeah. You could see any one of those. Like he's just freaking out this person. Cause he's not picking up that the person's scared. Kind of like the person you're describing. Right. 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 And right, So right. I just went to him and I said, they definitely live out here you're not going to see one today. <laughs> right, right. Well, that, and that's
2: so, yeah, so I think that's one of the common misconceptions is like, well, if I go out there, I'm going to see a bear. Like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, and
1: then how many... T- it depends on the area. You might. Right. If you're going to a super crowded area...
2: Yosemite Valley, you're probably going to see a bear. It
1: depends upon I'm where you're going, to. for sure. So, yeah, I think what you're saying is yeah. do your research and know the areas. It, it, can, it can kind of uh, waylay some of your fears. Is that correct? For sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But the other yeah. thing you said was you're, so you're afraid of driving. Is that what you said? You, well, I think you... Get killed well, driving? I'm
2: scared of driving with you, is what you're saying yeah like you're driving something right? oh, okay well that's reasonable yeah what do you got all
1: right so my next so i got yeah i got a few here
2: as you've as you said many times yeah,
1: yeah. i got kind of, i just overwhelming amount overwhelming <laughs>
2: oh, geez. oh geez. <laughs> wait let me wait hold on where's my gold stars mm. Let me find, yep i'm all out Darn it. <laughs> okay
1: breaking in your boots and shoes will solve
2: your blister problems oh myth myth 100 yeah 100 myth Okay because Let's, I mean I think I think there's a portion of that that is due to your shoes but I think it's a lot of like what are you putting on the on the base layer as we said before of your feet mm. you know are are we mm. cotton
1: socking it I saw a guy do a race it was like across the Sahara desert and he got sponsored by a shoe company so they sent him some free shoes and uh, the shoes were yeah. too small okay by I don't know, half size, size, Ooh. I don't know, I don't know. But okay. because he was sponsored, he's like, I gotta wear these shoes, right? Ooh. The grossness of his toes was, I, I can't even describe it after the first couple days. oh So it doesn't matter if they are Yikes. broken or not. You, you wear some shoes or boots that are too small, you're just gonna, you're, you're asking yeah. for it, right? For sh- yeah. So, so proper fit, like Derek said, base layers, and then having, mm-hmm. and then if there's issues with toes and stuff, proper lubricating the toes or putting some toe socks on, whatever it takes. Add up all these ingredients, success, but just breaking them in that's gonna help, not no, gonna solve yeah, it. No. Next
2: one. Uh next one, yeah. I my next one was uh the waterproof boots. We mentioned this a long time ago. Waterproof boots, uh will they keep your feet dry and, mm. and toasty, dry and all that stuff. Toasty. Toasty as well. I think the The waterproof boots themselves, like if they were Gore-Tex or something, Mm -hmm. yes, it will keep your feet dry from the rain, but I think because you're not Mm -hmm. allowing your foot to breathe and letting any ventilation in there, you're going to get some sweaty beddies, as they call them, (laughs) and they are going to be ripe and stinky. And and I think you're just going to create a a different set of problems with you have sweaty, wet feet inside your dry
1: Yeah, these I think are better scenario type footwear for the winter, really colder climates. Right. I think that the rain, so what they do is they keep the water in, as you're saying, with the sweat, but also if the rain gets down into the shoe or the boot, then you're going to have some issues. But then if you're crossing a stream that's an inch high, then yeah, like that's great. Splash on through it, right? You go and, you know, you start post holing through snow, the snow gets inside. It's just yep. a slosh fest, right? You're just sloshing slosh water fence. around. So
2: Yeah, and good luck drying those things out on yeah. the Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. Gonna, like, forever. You so. gotta use that trek and pole to just hang it over the fire. Just just trek and pull that junk, no. you know? Don't do Put that. it right by the fire. Don't, Don't do, do it. that. Just uh, get some shoes that have ventilation, guys. It's not okay. that's uh, the Yeah. The waterproof the is for route.
1: is for specific scenarios, not like kind of the not bad it's not right? the all season tire, so to speak. So
2: all season tire, <laughs> that's a curveball, but
1: yeah. we'll go with it. Yeah. Um. All right. What's your next one? Okay. okay. So let's, let's get some bear ones. Bear ones. Bear. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody likes talking about bears. Bears hey bear. are Fun to talk all about. Right. Hey, bear. Burning your excess food in a campfire will attract bears to your camp. We were told this this season, my friend.
2: Mm. Myth. Yeah. Myth or fact? I'm gonna say. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't think I've heard that one. Uh, myth. You have say... heard
1: about you didn't hear it when we talked about it on the show this season, and people challenged me on this.
2: Uh, times? I don't remember. It's not that important to me. No, I'm gonna say myth. I'm gonna say myth. So
1: I think this is true. If you're talking about like those, you know, hyper bear sensitive areas in the Sierras and so forth, I think that you got to be super careful there with everything you do in regards to critters and bears. Yeah, when we did this last summer in Colorado, yeah. we were definitely in bear country and. The bears in the zones that we backpack here in Colorado, they tend to just kind of yeah. leave you alone. At least the areas that I go to, have never had a bear even come near the camp and definitely not try to take my food, whether it's being hung or whether it was ashes in a campfire. And so I think this is uh sort of a myth depending upon the area that you're in.
2: Conditional, conditional myth. Conditional. Fair enough. Do you have any more? Uh, I got one more. I got, okay. uh, you can stay, it's kind of along the lines of the boots. It's like, You can stay 100% dry while hiking in waterproof clothing. Mm. Um, Okay, so how do we go about this one? Like, Yes, there's great waterproof clothing that will not technically get you wet, but I think if you're just out in the rain and you're like, I'm good to go, I think you're eventually going to... Water has a way of seeping in over. Like, How heavy is the rain? Where are you? I think eventually you're going to have to find some shelter i know that there was that one trip we were on i think it was a trip after we repelled was it mm. and there was this torrential downpour and i had we had waterproof gear on but it was so bad it's like the water's gonna like you know go down the back of your neck or it's gonna get inside so it's gonna get in there and so yes the waterproof gear is great but it's not like the end-all be-all of everything and you're eventually gonna have to get some
1: yeah and i mentioned last time you wear a waterproof jacket you're wearing a jacket with a bunch of holes in it right so water's going to get in your arms right your undercarriage
2: i mean it's 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 protect i mean yes it's protecting you from like getting torrentially soaked like immediately right it's obviously going to keep you comfortable a lot longer but eventually yeah you're going to have to find some shelter and get out don't think when you buy all that it's going to solve all your problems i won't think that
1: thank you thank you you might
2: i'm not all right you might
1: uh here we go bear canisters are only required where they don't have backcountry boxes or wires mm, like if we're talking obviously in bear country so oh, they, they only yeah. make you bring them so long as they don't have like you know the backcountry boxes they're the wires
2: i want to say myth i want to say that there, there was some places where they required bear boxes and they had backcountry boxes
1: yeah yep that's happened multiple times and, yeah, and they even, we've even had, uh, you know, bear canisters required in places they don't even have bears, so that's been oh, awesome.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, so
1: true. I actually coincidentally was just on the phone with Grand Teton National Park today, and yeah. I was talking to somebody, and I said, here's the here's a route we're looking at doing this, I don't know, September-ish, and right. the lady said, just so you know, if you hit this backcountry camp spot and you camp here, you don't have to bring A bear box or a bear canister. And I thought, you're talking my language now. I wish I had that information the last time I was at Grand Tetons when I ran into bear boxes everywhere I went. So, anyway, it was a good heads up though. That is nice. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one is probably the most controversial one I have on my list. Hmm. Okay. You should never store your food
2: inside your tent. Uh, I think if I'm in the, like, if I'm backpacking, oh gosh. What if I'm on, like, Mount Everest, you know, like in the snow? <laughs> I'm not going to leave okay. my food outside. Common scenario, you know?
1: all the future Everest climbers are thanking you. <laughs> all of it. I, you know, like, if, I
2: think if you're in, like, extreme yeah. weather, if you're in an extreme weather situation, I would maybe put the food yeah. in the tent. I mean, unless you, like, because, I, I mean, look, if it's super windy, there's, like, a storm outside, am I going to hang it? I don't know. Maybe, but it's, it's just kind of risky, like, something might happen yeah. to it. I feel you know, so. like I'm more willing to do this nowadays when I'm in
1: areas with non-aggressive critters and mm-hmm. predators.
2: So these are these are areas that you've frequented?
1: Areas that I know have that, or if I can get intel about it, yeah. So one such area that I would be okay to do this in, you're not supposed to, but would be our upcoming trip to Canyonlands, for example. So they, yeah. are, they require the bear canister. They have had bears come down from the mountains during certain times of the year when they're, you know, like looking for water or whatever. It's right. soup like the the it's not every time it's not every year. It's not common. It's very rare. And their argument is, well, we've never had a bear take food from a camper in Canyonlands, and we don't want that to happen. So bring the bear canisters.
2: Preventative measure for them then. Heavily
1: preventative. Like it's never happened, Heavily. it's never even been a risk of happening and yeah, I mean, how extreme do you want to go, right? Like, we've never right. had a mass shooter come to Canyonlands either, but we don't. Right. We don't want anybody dying, so wear body armor while you're backpacking. Like, how you know? That's, where do you go with
2: that? It's A little intense, but yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. Okay. So,
1: so yeah, obviously, I have a strong opinion about that. So, anyway, scenarios like that, I'm fine to store the food in tent where they don't have any aggressive critters. It's convenient. It's easy.
2: It's fast. One less chore to hmm. do, right? I feel like this is something you like are like whatever about in your old age like would you have cared more about this like 20 years ago would you have the same opinion
1: i was probably lazier 20 years ago
2: really yeah that's sad okay that's you're really
1: you're gonna judge me on laziness you are gonna judge me on laziness you of all people nice
2: i'm just making an observation i'm not judging i think i'm just observing that that's interesting that you're lazier when you were younger. Do you know who's accused
1: me of being lazy by the way
2: me nobody nobody has (laughs) <laughs> uh in regards to storing your food in the tent and not hanging it yeah maybe
1: maybe i'm making that joke okay yes. nobody until now that's right
2: there's always a first
1: there's always and a first okay so yeah so which ones do you disagree with which ones which of these myths do we bust that you think no no, no that's legit you are wrong Derek. Which backpacking like is that? unsafe guys um let us know yeah that one i didn't challenge you on enough yeah you're going out into the wild it's gonna be unsafe it's I understand what you're saying is that with all the common... Well, I think there's
2: those like common fears, like I'm going to see a bear and die. I'm going to see a mountain lion and die. And if you don't know that like, hey, we've been going for like 15 years and have seen like uh, bears on like the one hand, you know, like Mm -hmm. and they run away or they're skittish or whatever. Right. It's not something that you're going to be terrified of. Okay. Normally. That was a lot. We covered a lot in the end.
1: Hopefully there were some takeaways and you've got... Some trivia?
2: We got some trivia, and we're going to do it right after this. Fishing Like a Local
0: isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing Like a Local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers Super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com
2: All right, what you got, my friend? All right, today we were talking about, you know, uh, we we were talking about, you know, things what maybe we we're afraid of, and I wanted to go down that vein. We were talking about things unsafe, being afraid of bears. Who was talking about being af- afraid? Well, you know, we were talking about backpacking being unsafe, <sighs> so I thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down that vein a little deeper, and we're gonna do, we're gonna go into phobias and fears. So I okay. have four questions for you so unrelated to the today's topic uh as as mentioned before uh these are (laughs) fears and if we were talking about backpacking being unsafe because you're afraid same vein um carl has a problem listening um so these are these are fears get your hands away from the keyboard and uh four (laughs) questions about phobias fears okay you ready all right i like that we started doing trivia where we were like let's just do three questions you get
1: two out of three right you pass and then after a while it sort of devolved into I'm gonna do four questions, five questions, just to do whatever I come up with. <laughs> I have You're four all questions all over the place. I, yeah. I I usually do
2: three or four. Oh okay. my gosh. You did five last time. Well, you know, i got gonna educate you because you clearly aren't good at trivia. So thank you. Thank you. All right. First question is I hope I'm saying this right. If I'm not, I apologize. Uh tripophobia. Mm. Trypophobia. Is tripophobia oh fear of holes? canyons, dehydration, or dirt. This is gonna be one of those trivias that Is so bad. Is it, are we gonna edit yeah, out this process yeah, time no, in process time you have five
1: seconds? I don't know the answer to this. How do I? How am I supposed to know this, dude? It's
2: multiple choice.
1: No, I get it, I, I get it. I
2: get you're Googling right now, I get that. Hurry up and Google your answer. You think I'm Googling. You really think that I'm Googling.
1: This is not the first time we've done this, this type of trivia and you're just trying to find these obscure. There... I'll do, I'll do holes. <laughs>
2: Why do you always get angry? These are Did I get it right? I get
1: it right. Oh, Oh, you totally
2: Googled that. You totally (laughs) totally Googled it. Uh, I want you to admit you Googled that. Are are you being serious? You liar. The Lord is watching.
1: All right. You're questioning my integrity. Are you for real on that?
2: I want you to to assume as as we always should. The Lord is next okay, here. Right that's now. fine. Did so, you Google? Did you Google I, it?
1: What you're doing right now is actually avoiding. He's avoiding. This is a clear sign of guilt. Avoiding what? I already answered your question. No, I'm not googling it. it. What? What? No, 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 no. What you're doing though is very revealing because you're trying to shift this, like trying to cheat with trivia sort of thing, onto me because you're you're trying to shift the blame, hoping the focus
2: becomes less on
1: you and more on me. It's not gonna work. People aren't buying it,
2: dude. I don't. I don't really know what you're talking about. I'm giving you four simple questions okay. about phobias. Simple questions. Multiple choice okay. answers. It's not like I'm asking you to convert things from grams to ounces or fill in the blank. This is ABCD, buddy. Okay, ABCD. Uh, get your Google ready. Astrophobia mm. this is this fear of fear of meteors, fear of thunder and lightning, fear of stars falling or fear of rain and snow it's got to be the stars or the meteors so i'll go with meteors that is incorrect okay and is fear of thunder and lightning is it really yeah it is okay i probably google that one too go ahead you probably did actually that was a quick answer ironically uh next one you should get this one uh agoraphobia Mm -hmm. is it my nose one fear oh you do 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 you need me to read the answers or do you know it
1: my unofficial answer is like
2: fear of open spaces Okay, that's that's good. I'll give it to you. Open or crowded okay. spaces. Yes, either one. All right. So I'm going to give you that one. Two out of three. You got to get this one right, buddy. Are you ready? All right, this is called anthrophobia. Is this the fear of choking, the fear of shoulder pain, the fear of flowers, or the fear of peanut butter? Choking, flowers, shoulder pain, or peanut Why butter. Why do
1: I have to get, I get three out of four? Are you serious? As opposed to two out of three? That's that's harder. <laughs> that's harder
2: <laughs> do you want um, we didn't make a rule about how many questions to do for this challenge we did you want to do didn't. three only we could do three only i don't mind
1: we didn't make a rule so i'll go you you and your trivia man
2: um what do you mean me and my trivia these are basic questions
1: yeah, questions that are We're talking about fears, unre- like not common things that people would know, like grams and ounces. All right, so yeah. I'll go- I have no idea what the answers to this. I'll go with choking. It is not choking.
2: It is fear. Mm. Is the fear of flowers actually fear flowers? And this is something Carl experiences on the trail. Mm. Um, some anthropo- anthropophobia. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So well, one one out of four. So you're, so you're suggesting. So if I come up with
1: five questions next time. And I say you got to get four correct. You're okay with that?
2: No, three would be passing.
1: Well, it was two out of three, and you moved it up to three out of four.
2: So if I move it up one more, you're okay with that? Backpacking and Blister's family. I want you to recognize the bitterness and. I'm frustration. just asking a question. Carl is experiencing. I'm just asking right a question for failing. He doesn't like to fail. Doesn't like to feel out of control.
1: You think? You think people like to fail?
2: I think failure's the best teacher, and you can't be afraid of it, Carl. (laughs) He
1: doesn't like to, like, how dare he? He doesn't like to fail. How dare he, yeah. You know what? How dare he? (laughs) Because he's not like you guys out there. He doesn't like to fail. (laughs) I think he just like to challenge and,
2: like, make a stink out of things when you lose. stuff. That's what I think. Yeah,
1: I I don't think anybody's buying what,
2: people aren't picking up what you're putting down. All right. Do you have, I'm sorry you failed another trivia, but do you have some tidbits for me? I've got some tidbits.
1: I've got, well, I've All got right. one big one. So the pack Wayne right. update, we wanted to do an episode, possibly a video for that. And we had some people respond and we yeah. have some people that sort of qualify. So we, we kind of, they're on our list. i yeah. are not going to go through like the list or anything. But what surprised me was we had quite a few people that didn't qualify, not even close that wanted us to go ahead and do that. Huh. They're like, yeah, if you need to volunteer, you can go through my pack. My pack's like, you know. I've got like an eight pound base weight and I hike around. And, Yikes. you know, like I, my, my total pack weight for a 10 day trip is like 11 and a half pounds. Yeah, really? try to light my load. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's yeah. amazing. Like, we had multiple, it wasn't that bad. We had multiple people that, that clearly don't need their pack light and they're doing awesome. Yeah. Like, coo- like, probably better than most of the guys on our trip. So who are we to, to dare go through their pack, right? Like, so were you like, stop? Were you just like, take your pack and go They home? were. I think they're being nice so I appreciate the offer but come on like we're trying to help people who have you know overpacking problems you're probably somebody who needs to be
2: more on the committee to decide what they need to get rid of right I mean I I mean I I don't know I think that if you if they're yeah first first of all if they're lighter than us in general then don't even bother don't even bother like I think this is for people who are struggling with like 30, 30 plus
1: here's my secret behind the scenes thought process on this is that the people that are really struggling may not want to share that. They're embarrassed. And so maybe they're embarrassed or they're just like, this is just who I am, I don't care that it's heavy, I'm just gonna bring this stuff, right? Yeah, And so they're not willing to let us dig through and tell them not not to bring or, or make suggestions because either they wanna bring it anyway or yeah, right. maybe it's embarrassing.
2: Look, if you have packophobia, that's not a big deal <laughs> because, I mean like I've said this before, my first big trip I think I brought multiple pairs of shoes Multiple clothes, like way too much junk. And I think uh, I actually wish that you had gone through my pack. I mean, we did mm. take out the shoes right away, but it would have helped, I think. I mean, I had like a flannel sleeping bag that was like preposterously large. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's really, can you put your pride down and, and allow us to go through your pack and see? These are things that are going to help your body over a long period of time and your trip to be more enjoyable. So if you want yeah. that, just just, you know.
1: i don't even know that we're gonna do the video portion i think the video portion will help for us to record so we can see what they've got right but i don't know how that's gonna go we're still yeah yeah we're not tech wizards by
2: any stretch so no but you know what it's out there i say go for it all right guys we do uh, we do have patreon we get some bonus episodes ad free um it's a mere five bucks a month uh to join patreon and that's that's going to help carl you know just be confident in his own life and that he feels like he's doing something productive cuz uh he doesn't really mm, produce much mm. in in his life so <laughs> i don't know he like eats anything, a bowl of cereal and that's the highlight so you know every day so 5 <laughs> bucks guys please help me help you help him so right. uh that's it for us um anything else from you that's all i got all right we'll see you guys next time Remember, guys, if you have trivophobia like Carl, um, you're not going to be wanting to answer any questions. But you know what? I say brave it, do it anyway, and we will see you next time. I want to fly around the world. I mean, we've been going backpacking oh, over 15 years. I don't even know anymore. It's been so long. And uh, almost 20 years now, I think and um you know there was a handful of trips where i would it's become a thing now where i just i pluck a little dandelion off the trail or 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 like a like a willow you know and i go hey carl hey buddy put this in his face hey hey here's a willow make a make a blow it make a wish the moment i get that little willow up to his personal bubble tears in fetal position on the ground running away anthrophobia Brave anglers search for the one they call king,
0: but who will take his throne Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery,
1: Waypoint TV.
0: I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.